Welcome to the deep dive, the live dive, the beyond the game dive. How are you, Mr. Smith? Good, Trent. How are you, buddy? We're back. We're on time. We uh, established everything well this week. Apologies for that uh, issues we had earlier on. A couple of tech issues, but we're back. We are back. We're and going. everything seems to be running smoothly. Welcome to everyone <laughs> no back who didn't get uh, frightened by our... Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah, we'll call them Gremlins. Let's leave it at that and hope your team won on the weekend. It's been a very, very interesting start to the season. Good chance they didn't. No, it's a good chance, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But unless you're a cat supporter and then everything's going well there. People are flying. Yeah, it'll be be interesting to see next week. I think next week we'll do a bit of a later recap. But welcome to the Deep Dive. Uh, This is very much about our round four preview. Um, So we'll obviously run through all nine games as usual. Um, before that, we'll do a few bits and pieces of news. Um, I think we'll, we'll, from next week, I think the ladder's really going to start to take shape. Uh, I was tempted to put that on the agenda, but I think let's let's probably park that at this stage. Um, it's, it's still gonna, pretty up in the air at the moment. Well, you know, Melbourne could win and, on Thursday night, and then, uh, you know, this season's Melbourne proven could, how crazy it yeah, is. Yeah, Melbourne could upset. Well, who knows? who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, this is the thing. This season has proven it's going to get crazier. So I think let's just hold that for a bit. Absolutely. Um, but massive thanks to our sponsors at Hopster Home. Hopster Home is a craft beer delivery service. Um, fantastic sponsors of ours back on for 2019. Um best way to get craft beer really you want craft beer delivered straight to your door fresh they get their their can sent directly to them and then they on send it to you so it's it's a fantastic yeah absolutely especially if you want a bit of diversity in your selection you don't have to think about it they curate it uh immaculately uh usually seasonal but sometimes they put in some weird and wonderful things so obviously they get some weird and wonderful things in and it's always a delight when it mm. arrives on the, the doorsteps. Mm. On your doorstep. You don't have to leave the house. Remember that. No, no, That's don't great. leave. Don't leave. And as always, uh, if you use the promo code AFL Deep Dive, yeah. on your first order, you'll receive $25 off your first bucks order, off. which is fantastic value. It's cheaper on top than of the value you get else. already from them. That's the thing. There's some perception that online craft beer purchasing is quite expensive because you're you know facing the shipping costs it's actually pretty good generally but then on top of it, you're getting 25 bucks off it's pretty no-brainer give the service a go hopstone.com.au big thanks to uh, ed beyond the games ed back on game. um, so we're gonna Taking keep care doing everything as yes. far as audio <laughs> visual goes video audio yep. uh, lighting um, we will continue all this 7 30 on a wednesday night um for the foreseeable future we're going to keep going absolutely so, bit of news. Bit so, of news. Fair bit on the boil. Bit of news. A um, little bit of news. A little bit of news. So, we'll get to the Martin situation in a second. Yeah. I wanted to talk about the reality that the first two rounds, and particularly round two and then round three, were extremely over-umpired. Um, I don't really understand... Like, look... Please feel free to disagree with us. I'm sure there will be people that will comment on Facebook here. But for me, high-scoring games don't equal great games. Uh, last Thursday night, I thought was a pretty bad game. The Melbourne, uh, sorry, it was the Friday night, the Melbourne the Essendon game. I, it it wasn't a particularly good game. I don't think either of them were playing styles that are sustainable for the season. And that's a big concern because both teams, I had both teams in, in my eight. So that's that's pretty concerning. Yeah. Um, while Essendon won, they still conceded, what, like 19 goals. So anyway, the, the point is, though, that it, high, it, a lot of people said, oh, I was, you know, throwback to the 80s. And it's like, well, you know. We was, wish was, they'd be allowed yeah, to punch each other in the head and have a little dust up. Um, that's a little tack, bit different, though. Heart. Yeah. But, 
Sorry, keep going. No, I was just going to say, I think the, the main thing for me is I, I wanted to have a bit of a discussion and, and feel free to comment on, on the thread um, on Facebook here. But do how do we feel about how over-umpired it's been? And what, what you know, what, what I mean, now it seems like they, here's the problem is they've overreacted to situations. And now it comes into round three and I felt like they overreacted to them in, in a completely different way. So that's the thing, like they, they reacted to some things way over the top. And then they were like, well, hang on, let's hold that way back and didn't want to over-officiate the game too much. Like, you know, Buddy nearly had his head kicked off yeah, yeah, in the Carlton-Sydney game and the umpire did nothing. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like si- simple pushing, Sisley and... Well, the Sisley one we can't tell as much, but the the, the Jager, uh, he doesn't like yeah. Jager apparently. No, it's the, Jager. The, doesn't, yeah, yeah, all mate. Uh, the pushing, uh, there was a lot of that in the following round in round three and, and the umpires just stood there. And just let it go, yeah. Well, they kept warning them, but they, they wouldn't pay any free, free kicks. kicks. Yeah. And so I think, what do we think about well, this? Well, like, I'm agreeing with you because then on the flip side, you had the grand final rematch and it was quite low scoring and arguably, and it's only obviously round three, but probably the best game yeah, that we've seen this, finished through it. Yeah. seen this year. And it was low scoring, but highly skilled. Again, I, I still felt that there was... Uh, over umpiring and the problem with over umpiring is yeah. is there's an influence from umpires on the game mm. it's not being taken care of by the players and the coaching and the structures put in place it's actually the umpires are now having so much of an influence on the outcome of a game yeah, to yeah. a point where not only uh, us as viewers getting frustrated the players while they're watching mm. other games are getting frustrated I mean obviously Paddy Dangerfield, everyone knows his tweets that went uh, on through the weekend about mm. some of the below-the-knee uh, free kicks. I think that was in that West Coast yeah, game was. as well. Yeah, and Penelope reacted. Yeah, absolutely. Well. So, and look, you're gonna. I guess it's like politics. One side sits on Labor and the other on Liberal. The, the rule was brought in because of some very extreme accidents over the preceding years. But when you're taught, and everyone who knows... Uh, or play junior footy you're taught to go hard at the ball and put your mm. head over the ball and now when you get to these elite levels or even senior levels you can't do that so you've literal natural instinct and what you've been trained to do has been taken away from you mm. on top of that there's all these other rules now it's not the umpires per se no no and then okay, uh, players have come out and said look we're it's not that we know it's not the umpires they've been told to officiate in a certain way so mm. it's just really really frustrating that there's too many rules that have got grey area. Yeah, they're not black and white. Like if you kick the ball over the line on the full, the boundary line, it's yeah. out on the full. The opposition gets a free kick. That's yeah. black and white. So I love how as well though. Like the only thing I would say about that dangerful thing is I love he he would have to know Steve Hawking really well. He was at Geelong uh, when he was there. Why was why is this not why is this still going? Yeah, like he's the he's the AFL PA yeah. president. President. Like, What's happening? Anyway, but I, I just wanted to have, because this is, it's such a strong talking point and people have been talking about it pretty heavily through the last couple of weeks. And given that you know, there was such an overreaction to certain things and then in round one or two and then in round three, they underreacted to things and then overreacted to other things. And I look, it, it, I think the first thing I, I wanted to say was that it, the umpires don't make the rules. The, no. the umpires are, are adjudicating the rules. They're not sitting around going, hmm. 
why don't we really heavily go on this this week? I, no. I don't think that's what's going they on. They might get some. They might be asked to provide feedback um, in the lead up. Well, they're asked to do, do different, different things, things clearly from round to round because it was umpired completely oh, differently again. No, I mean like at the end of the year, they did no, no, yeah. probably senior um, central umpires that mm. are asked to provide some feedback as a collective about what the umpires <coughs> think can. Um, can improve the game, yeah. But they do not, yeah. There's no one sitting on the board of um, rule changes or whatever they call no. it, uh, mm. making any direct decisions, and nor should they, because they're the ones officiating. And I would think that would be a grey area if they're well, having some say. Who does sit there is old mate, you know, well Michael Christensen, and just to, to talk now about the MRO, like yeah, that was just ridiculous again this week. You know, it was obviously. So we'll, we'll paraphrase it all with the Martin thing, which I'm sure everyone knows about now. I personally thought it was extreme. Two weeks, or that one week was probably fair enough, given yeah. given the history and that, precedence. Of it was only last incidents. only last week that Grimes got a week. He yeah. could easily have hurt Elliot much more than what he did. Yeah, and last year Brownlow medalist in well, Mitchell, uh, Mitchell and um, old mate told Goldstein. Goldstein so yeah. I'd, I'd, I think all we want is consistency. If that is two weeks, then everybody has to get two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. What am I missing? And and, and he was just like, oh, it is what it is. Like it was so. I mean, I think he handled that press comments really poorly. But that said, I mean, there was a lot of confusion lot around of confusion. that. Yeah. And this is all we want is is is. It's hard because this is the first year in terms of the rules and interpretations and the MRO, you know, and and the rules committee. It's hard because a lot of things have changed in one go. So, yeah, I wonder whether things need to be staggered a little bit more so that there wasn't... Because so, I think even the umpires are, are confused. Commentators are clearly confused and, and, and people that are, you know, trying to describe the game are clearly heavily confused. Uh, look, it's a definite concern. And, and if you have any questions, um, you know, shoot it to us on the Facebook yeah. now or, or on social media. Look, cause it, it's an interesting discussion because I... Something's going to have to be done by it. And the problem is that what will happen is it'll, it'll evolve throughout the year and there'll be some rounds where it'll be bad and there'll be some rounds where it'll be good. Yeah. And I, I just can't understand why we can't have consistent umpiring. And again, the grand final was not that long ago and that was a really well-officiated game. There was definitely a few things that in it that were probably let go a bit much, but... But that's fine. I, you I, expect that. It's let, like let the players play. The players I, have, I can't mistakes, understand so, this. Yeah, absolutely. Every every single year we go through this to some degree, and every year nothing gets done about it. No. And this year it seems particularly frustrating because there's all these new rules. There's a whole range of things that have changed, and there's some rules that have been brought in and others haven't. And if something happens, and I'll explain one example, how it's going to be adjudicated. So player can play on right from a kick out, and they can run. Now if he kicks it. And it goes out of bounds without someone touching the ball. Is it a free kick to the opposition? Yeah, because they haven't removed that. But if yeah. he, if he doesn't play on and he kicks it out, that yeah. old rule. So we don't know. Nobody's clarified any of that type of stuff. So yeah, it, look, it's a work in progress. That's always a work in progress. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the, what's frustrating. It's like the Monash. Yeah. It's the Monash of it's um, always bad football. Yeah. Uh, it's bad, and it shouldn't happen during the pre uh, the regular season. But I'm it's yeah. so much in uh, up for stake. So. I'm at a point now where every third at the moment it's Thursdays, it'll be Fridays, but at the start of the round, I'm sitting there as a fan thinking, how are they going to umpire it this week? And that's uh, and that's not good. Where every week I'm sitting there thinking, how is the game? Get it? And I know it's. I understand it's a difficult game to umpire. I understand that it it's where where it you know there's so much interpretation. That's part of what makes football a great game, but. 
I mean, come on. Like, there are, there are some rules that need to be thrown out. And then there are some things that I think, it, what, why is this so difficult? Every single year we go through this. And, and we talked about it last year. And it's frustrating because as a fan, I think a lot of people are in our situation. We sit there and think at the start of the round, house, what's, what are we going to get this round? And really, all what have they been told during really, the week? All we should be thinking about is what beer, or what beer I'm going to drink with the yeah. Game. Where who am I ordering it from this week? And exactly. all made hops home. Yeah, but no, but no, but honestly, like it, it is super frustrating. It is. It's highly frustrating. Every single round, we're in a situation where we have no idea what's going to happen, and it's so obvious now as well that the umpires have been given memos around different things like don't do this too much. Like if there's a bit of punching, probably let it play a bit. You know, we got a bit of strife on that. I mean, it just looks like it. It honestly makes the league look amateur out. It really does. Yeah. Like I, I get it that it's hard to umpire. You hear every single week. Oh, it's the hardest game in the world to umpire. I don't. I don't know. I haven't played every game and I haven't studied every game to know whether that's true. But you hear that constantly. And it, and if it is, yeah. and if that's the case, and I know it is because my brother was an umpire and yeah. met a lot of his friends that were umpires. Why make it more difficult by bringing in more rules? Simplify Particularly it. all at once as well. Simplify it. Let's just go back to the rules that they incorporate in Ice Kick, and I am being facetious here, and just stick yeah. with those rules. Yeah. Because you started Ice <laughs> Kick, and then, no, I'm a jockey. But they can <laughs> definitely simplify some of these rules that they've introduced and not yeah. always just have a knee-jerk reaction because of one incident here or two incidents there or whatever yeah. the case may be. And maybe just here's a brain uh, idea. I... Um, think it's been mentioned before ask the population of supporters mm. what they want to see on the field because they're the ones paying well everybody wants the game to, like i think it's been pretty heavily established that the fans generally speaking i think this speaks for a fair amount want the game to be let go like i think oh, people absolutely. people love the umpiring in the finals consistently you hear people saying that was a better game because it was allowed to be played like it wasn't, constant. to be honest, round two particularly, we watched a couple of games together and it was so frustrating watching things get interrupted so constantly. Anyway, we've gone on for a bit. but Yeah, there's the other thing. It takes away from I don't what want, we really I don't want to want talk, to talk about, about it, yeah. but it's a big issue because is ev- every year it's happening again and it's frustrating. And, you know, Simon's written in here, um, you know, hi guys, I agree with you about the below the knee rule that has gone beyond a joke and these 50 meter penalties are killing teams 100% and I mean it's, it's absolutely ridiculous yeah that, and you know we talked about if you listen to our, our review episode we, we do the sort of a bigger deeper dive look back on the round I um, raised and a few other people noticed this with McVeigh um, exploiting the you know the double 50 rule by basically running into other players so that it looked like they were encroaching his space like it's the players are always going to exaggerate this stuff. Yeah. I think, yeah, anyway, I, I I think there are certain things that clearly need to be removed. And if Michael Christensen is going to, you know, officiate all of these things, he has to be consistent. Absolutely. Uh, and, and to basically say, oh, well, it is what it is, was... Imba- well, it was embarrassing. embarrassing. It was completely embarrassing. Like, this is meant to be a billion-dollar business. Like, to have this guy stand up and say, oh, well, you know... Because they, they were asking him, so. saying, oh, well, what about the Mitchell incident? What about the Grimes incident only last week? How did that only get a week? And he said, oh, well, you know, it, it's down to, you know, potential to cause injury. It, that's that's absolutely crazy. Like, this logic is, is absolutely crazy. That's like... like it, 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 you need to judge it on what happened. Yeah, It's absolutely. not on what could happen... No, 
I think that's that's ridiculous that'd to be, be honest. Like that's it. anyway. We, yeah. we, we could keep, keep going, 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 and I'm yeah. sure you know you know you can see where we're going. But not but, fa- not fans, and we just wanted to free up a little well, you bit. Have, you and, have to talk about it to some degree. But oh I yeah, mean, I know that. But no, no, we don't want to talk about it. it. I'd love to not talk about it at all and go straight into the round and, and talk fairly about some of the games. But you know, anyway. So the Martin fine. Um, if you missed this, Martin. Um, yeah, it's had a, a week reduced, which I think is probably a little bit more accurate. Uh, obviously, cop massive fines for the the flipping the bird and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I, I did, wasn't. I mean, do we want to talk about this? I wasn't offended by it. I'm not. And no. the thing is, he's not the person that should be getting reprimanded for this. It's no. the television stations that actually highlight. Yeah, they I don't agree. need to show. Every um, newspaper. Every, yeah. They don't need to highlight that. that. They don't need to yeah. um, put it on the television because everyone goes, oh, it's a bad look for people watching at home. I'll go, hang on. Well, don't put it on the television. It's really yeah. easy don't, not to put it on there. If a streaker goes onto the field, the cameramen are, do not um, visualize it at all. They just um, don't do that. So why do something like this? Really, yeah. if that was just on the field, a handful of people in the crowd would have noticed it because it was in the middle of the field. Yeah. Mumford was 100 metres away, so this could have been a non-story. It's because of who he is, such a high-profile player. And it got picked up by the cameras. And it got picked up by the cameras, but they know not to do it. And if I was the AFL personally... Um, and they wanted to cut this stuff out, they should be going back to Channel 7, Fox 40, and all the other broadcasts and say, do not highlight this on live or uh, replays of the game. Yes, if it comes out in a story, that's fine. But... Young, uh, young adults and children that might be influenced. By they know about things. the root. They finger. know about Come it anyway. On. We yeah, spoke about this before we started anyway. recording. But for all the the PC people out there, it's not going to offend them anymore, is it? Uh, like the, this is ridiculous. It is like, ridiculous. This argument that oh well, kids. What if kids see this? I was swearing at eighteen months. Oh. So. Well, you know, I mean, look. The reality is, uh, how can you be offended by that, please? Oh, exactly. And well, the just... other thing that's being heavily underreported is that. The big reason why um, Hardwick was really annoyed after the game was that there was some pretty average stuff by the GWS players said to Martin on the day. So I think yeah. his reaction, given what I've heard was said, was it's it's it is rumor. So I'm not going to say what was said because I, who knows? It might not be the case, but it's it's it pretty seemed, average stuff. And it seemed and, out of. Uh, character for Hardwood to get so upset well, about a tag. Not, it's, and, it's surely not yeah. just a tag and that upset him. No, and what's not out of character is is someone like a Mumford to say some of this stuff because he he has done this before. This is not the first time he's he's heavily sledged people on the field. Oh, like yeah. he and Will Minson are definitely like said some pretty cool stuff as an example. Um, you know, I'm not to throw anyone under the bus, but it, it's been that's pretty known. Like, I don't think I'm really going out and I'm really saying anything that no, that's yeah, there's not been enough anecdotal obvious. evidence. Like, yeah, anyway. So, I mean, look, if someone said this sort of stuff to you, I'm pretty sure you'd be reacting um, in a similar way. And I actually think he handled himself actually not that bad, to be honest. He put up a, a sorry thing on Twitter, and I yeah. was like, well, yeah, well, and that's the other thing. I mean, so much of uh, what footballers have naturally been taught to do growing up to get a, uh, an advantage over the opposition has been taken away. They can't yeah. 
play this physical type of game anymore. So the one advantage they can get is by getting under the opposition skin and into their head. And this is the type of stuff that's going to come out more and more. Oh. So, I mean... That happens it goes to them all the, the time. Yeah, yeah. it comes back to some of the rules. So allow, allow a bit more physicality in there. I get protecting their head and not punching and all that type of stuff. I'm not saying let's go back to the 1980s, but somewhere between the late 90s and early 2000s where there, there was a little bit of physicality. You have to have still. some banter. Banter, absolutely. That's fine. But this, from what I heard was said, is not banter. This was fairly offensive. So I think it's fair enough to react in the way he did. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say because I was heavily underreported because it doesn't back the story. No. It's not the story. No. no. It's much better story that Martin's flipped it. Yeah. That's a, literally a, finger, a fig- like, and the, figuratively. The, the, yeah. the people don't see a million times a day anyway. No. Yeah, no. exactly. Uh, he's like, wow, that's so offensive. Ooh, the rude finger. Wow. Whoa. And, and, and the other thing too so is It's like, a hello gesture in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And someone, or we swear in every sentence anyway, someone yeah. said during the week that, you know, oh, well, about this whole kids thing. I can't remember who I read this or saw this. I can't remember, but someone said, "Well, couldn't people, couldn't kids also ask why was Mumford not playing for the first, you know, few couple of weeks?" Like I don't know. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway. Um, so let's. I think we'll probably move from there. Um, Katie Brennan um, signed obviously uh, into the AFLW uh, Richmond team, yeah, which so is a bit of news. The dogs. Um, bit of news. There, there's a lot of kind of movement. I think what we'll probably do is wait till the end of that kind of trade period and once things have settled and we'll do a full kind of... Yeah, we'll go over every, look every into, move and who's yeah, playing with who and all and that And see what's stuff. going on and then do a full... We'll do a very big preview um, early next year, obviously, because there'll be a lot of new teams and a lot of lot of stuff to discuss and nearly everyone will have a team by next year. So Yeah, and a couple of other big names that, um, I mean, Erin Phillips will know whether she's back yeah. playing and Daisy Pierce will know whether she's coming back as well, you would think. So, yeah, rather than just mentioning one play here and there over the... Preceding week, uh, the coming weeks, it'd be easier yeah. to do a big, uh, big chunk of it. I think so. so. By that stage, we won't need to talk about rules. Hopefully, oh, please no. Um, yeah, that's the thing. As as we said, we don't really want to talk about it. So let's get into round four. Massive round. Um, I mean, to be honest, I mean every round is massive, but particularly given that there's been so many upsets, there's a lot on the line now for a lot of teams. Yeah, um, a couple, there's a few teams that could close. be really yeah. um, be so far behind the pack that it's going to be really difficult for them, yeah. and a couple of teams that could start stretch uh, pulling away even further. Well, there's a lot of stories that could happen out of it. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so game one on the Thursday night, uh, Sydney versus the D's, twelfth versus eighteenth. Can you believe it? Uh, up at the SCG or the Bog Heap, that's uh, the new name of the SCG, yeah. the uh, Mud Pit. The mud pit. Um, so that's we, something we did raise f- nearly, nearly just over a month ago that the SOG was going to be a fair bust yeah. at us by and then around you got, got a drop in pitch there. Yeah. So it's fair to say that uh, they'll be using the, the wide expanses. Oh, that's right. They don't have any wide expanses at the SCG. Well, so this is going to be so, a very it, interesting yeah. game to see how this plays out. Yeah. Obviously, Sydney, no one better get injured. That's the other thing. Yeah, there could be some lawsuits after this game. Who knows? Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, so Sydney, Sydney obviously uh, got off uh, off the canvas last week. Yeah, um, against Carlton with a just yeah non convincing win against. Well, the Carlton Blues. should have won that game. Yeah, Blues yeah. are starting to really probably get people excited and super frustrated because they really should They're have still two, not winning, but yeah. should have two wins easily mm. on the board and potentially three. Mm. And Sydney, two, yeah. Sydney are likely not to be zipping three. Yeah, I think Sydney. Uh, well, look. You know, we were pretty um, uh, abused for saying that Sydney were not looking much chop, but I, I to only just get over Carlton, and they should not have won that game. The first, 
10 or 15 minutes, Carlton completely controlled that game. So I'm, I'm definitely concerned by this, but they're coming up against Melbourne, who uh, by far defensively are the poorest team in the league. Well, they don't um, have a defense, do they? No, they've got no defense. Um, they basically don't have a forward line either. They've taken McDonald up to Sydney. Uh, I, don't, I really don't think he's going to play, but who knows? Um, yeah. And, and man, Wiedem is probably going to be the main man that'll have to go up forward. But look, this is a fascinating game to say the least because you've got a really undermanned Sydney. So Haywood and McVeigh out. Yeah. Grundy's um, still not a no. certain starter this week. And I'd be surprised if he does get yeah. up. And uh, who else? Um, so McInerney's first game and Kieran Jack comes in. So Kieran Jack's a good in. Yeah. But he, yeah, I mean, is, is he as big of an in as he was back in the day? I'll. Probably wouldn't have thought so. I think if they can control the game at a slow pace, he becomes really important. But yeah. if it's if Melbourne get off the leash and have their running game going, I I can't see how he impacts Sydney's yeah. uh, chances uh, as as much if it was a slow game. But we'll wait and see. Yeah. So Melbourne, Bruce, and Stretch come in. Colin Jasny goes out, and Neil Bullen, who had a pretty average game. Do you know Melbourne don't have much depth at the moment when Frost gets another game? I mean, uh, that, that's I, I, yeah, they're he pulling at strings. They can't wait. They, bad, yeah. they can't wait for May to get fit and yeah. Uh, well, they'd love Lever back as well, wouldn't they? Well, they'd like May to to be fit, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so if you're wanting sort of a chat around last week's games, more so, check out our review episode on uh, AFL Deep Dive on any of the uh, podcasting platforms. This is more about kind of looking further. Um, but yeah, for me, I. I what, what, who do we go with here? Like, I, I, I think the, the, the thing about it is that site, the SCG, like, you can mount an argument that it, it's actually going to be worse for, for Melbourne, um, with the, the size of the ground. I, I think with the shape of it too, that, that could, could cause issues as well. Um, they look so unorganized. They're completely defeat, depleted, or defeated as well, up and, uh, uh, forward and back. Um, you know, even some of their mids have been pretty out of form as well. I think Nathan Jones looks extremely undercooked. Um, Viney's been okay. You know, bits and pieces of their engine look okay, but there's there's definitely some issues as well. There's issues all over the ground. Yeah, well, but then there's both, issues all over the ground with teams, Sydney as well. Absolutely. So, look, I don't know if you heard this stat um, earlier uh, earlier during the week. So, Buddy Franklin has played Melbourne fifteen times. Yeah, guess what his record is. Oh, it'd be like 13 or 14. 15 and 0. Yeah. He has not lost. But they've been to, terrible through his most of his time. He has not lost to Melbourne. Though, yeah. And I think this is going to be similar to the Melbourne-Geelong game last year down at the Cattery. And I think Melbourne are going to lead for the majority of the game until the end and Buddy or Heaney Sydney or someone. overrun them. Overrun them. Well, Heaney was incredible last week. We went yeah, into you that. Saw that yeah. There were signs that some of uh, the key personnel at Sydney are starting to get their fitness back and their mojo back. And because it's at the SCG oh, and some because of how well. bad Melbourne have been, I'm, going, I'm picking Sydney this one. I think I'm going to have to go with Sydney as well. I think Not confidently, but... No, I think you know Blakely's been good. I think some of their kids look okay, um, but... Yeah, I, I thought it was Papley's best game I've seen for a little while mm. last week as well. So there's definitely some some good signs. Melbourne just look like a rabble. I, I just how do you back them? Like they they look. I mean, you never know. They'll probably bounce back. But I I I mean, that, this is the thing. They still managed to kick a pretty big score last yeah, week. Score. They can still attack. Um, and if they play that sort of game, maybe they still would beat Sydney even. Even with all the issues, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the problem is though, like who, who goes to Buddy? Exactly. They have no defence. Like, this is the thing. If he's up and about, and if he's in form, 
It's going to be pretty difficult for them to curse. And you think the Sydney midfield, even though it's not as good as it once was, still has enough in there to corral Melbourne at the moment? Because Melbourne's, except for Oliver, it's not really firing at all cylinders at the moment. And they're still missing... Um, like we mentioned May, Lever, there's no Lewis there as well. Yeah, still no Lewis. So there's some key personnel down back. And I, that's the thing, I just can't see them contain, containing Buddy and or Heaney and some of the other forwards at Sydney, even though it's not that potent at the moment. They just no. don't have a defence, it just leaks goals. And even and Melbourne's forward line is so heavily depleted. I mean, look look at it. So their, their forward line at the moment. So Corey Wagner, Tom McDonald, who I don't think will play, um, Oh, that's sorry. That's the other Tom McDonald, um, Jake Melksham, James Harm, Sam Wedeman, and Angus Brayshaw. Angus Brayshaw is so busy in the middle. I don't reckon he's really going to yeah, have too of, much time. That's to, it. For they scoring. can't afford him to be. Down James Harm's had a pretty average. I thought he wasn't wasn't particularly very good. Wedeman tried, um, but he's such a young player. You can't um, you know put too much on our man. Yeah. Melksham's been good, but again, he, he's not going to get too many options. You know, versus Callum Mills, Dane Rampey, Tom McCartan. Jake Lloyd, Alira Lear, and Jackson Thurlow. I mean, that, that, like, I'd, I'd back that Sydney group over yeah, the Melbourne group. Absolutely. On paper. Um, but look, Melbourne are, are a bloody hard team to to read. Um, oh. But I, 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 I mean, look, unless Tom McDonald, you know, has some sort of miracle recovery, I really don't see this. Um, and even then, he's been pretty out of form as well. Like the, between he and Wiedemann, they've kicked something like six or seven goals in the first three yeah, weeks. Yeah, not so ideal. It's pretty average. And obviously, um, there's a lot of pressure on uh, young gun Petrarca and whether he's dealing with that well enough or whether he's well, who knows slightly what's going on with him as well. But if he has a if he has one of his better games on Thursday night, that'll go a long way to helping Melbourne um, get the win because he's pretty important. Because if he's if he's performing well, he obviously um, obviously takes a defender away that has to follow him or almost get a tag. And it frees up players like Melksham and Brayshaw to, to go forward and yeah. just help out those bigger um, players. Uh, old mate uh, Michael on Facebook here said there is a guy called Isaac Henny too. Yeah, we were just talking about him before. Um, that, yeah, I, you know, he's going to be extremely difficult to curtail with no defence. So I think, you, yeah. look, given it's at home, um, I, I'm going to have to just go with Sydney. I think. Yeah, I'm going for this one. Yes. Um, let's keep moving. So next game on the Friday night, the Pies versus the Dogs, 11th versus 5th. And that's um, Pies 11th, Doggies 5th, if you haven't been yeah, that's up to date, not, which is unusual. Uh, it's strange. Um, so Collingwood having a much tougher game and losing to West Coast. Uh, I thought they were pretty gallant, but yeah, couldn't, yeah. Couldn't, the West Coast, I think, are probably the best side in the league. Um, and then against the Doggies, who lost to the Gold Coast. So yeah, go I, figure. I, I think I think the Pies will win this by f- probably 35, 40 points. I think. I, yeah, I, I think. I mean, the ret- Taylor Adams on return looked fantastic. He looked good. Yeah. Yep. I, and his confidence only going to get better yeah, and better. Grundy obviously played extremely well, dominated the rack. Penals was a little bit down. Side bottom was really side good. bottom was yeah. good, but he. I don't think he's playing. Oh, no, that, sorry, no, I'm mistaken. I confused him with Seedsman for the Crows, who's out. No, side bottom will be playing. <laughs> no, no, Seedsman doesn't Seedman is, no, he wasn't old Collingwood player. So, yeah, I think uh, that was just... Uh, they love Col- him, probably. Yeah, yeah, Collingwood played ex- very well against West Coast. They play like that against any other team. They win. And, yeah, the doggies... The to, forwards look good, too. Jordan Go was really good all night. Yeah. Uh, he pushed through it. and Obviously, very good, good. Uh, West Coast defence, but he pushed through pushed it. Through it. He's a very good player. Good obviously. target up there. 
Cox, obviously, a couple of mistakes. That's Mircek was really good Mircek up front. Good. Oh, he was good. Yeah, yeah. and they're just going to Elliot's only going to get better as well. Elliot's going to get better. Yeah. I love how he deals with the media afterwards. He's really good. No, don't cameras. care. Yeah, don't care. Oh, no, what did he say? <laughs> I have, I'm not just can't be bothered. Can't today be bothered. Or something. Yeah, that was great. something like that. So very good. Um, and the dogs, yeah. all really good, gutsy win against Hawthorne one week and then yeah, four. They were very lucky to win that game yeah. though. Let's be the let's bon- be brutally honest. The Bond is in great form though, I must admit. Yeah, he's, he's in better form. Good. Yeah. He's he, he looks good, but I, I think there are oh, a few no match for the there the are a few pies. tickets short. I mean, the other thing too is the the Pies backline is is looking uh, better. Um, I think against the Dogs, they should be able yeah. to curtail that pretty easily. I can't see the Dogs in their hand on enough of the footy to no. actually put a score on the board to scare or yeah, they're get still close. missing bits and pieces. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, they're just not big enough, as we've said over the last uh, sort of eighteen months. There's yeah. no not enough big bodies, and I think yeah, 30, 30 you, 40 You've been on that for a while, and I think you're definitely onto something. Once it's, they get it's Tom starting Boyd, to add up. Yeah, yeah, once they get Tom Boyd back and some of these younger players. Oh. Put on a bit of. He's playing VFL this week. I mean, who knows whether he's ever going to get to that sort of top form? It could be. Yeah. Um, I'm. Yeah, I think we're both going to have to go with the Pies. Obviously, the Pies only one win so far this year, but they were a little unlucky to lose to Geelong. Yeah. Uh, And then yeah, like West Coast were clearly a better side. Um, but West Coast are clearly better side than pretty much everyone. Well, Geelong's sitting on top of the ladder, and West Coast uh, top four or five. So they've come up against some big competition. Yeah, I think Geelong and West Coast are the two best teams in the league for me right now. Yeah, um, I but, agree. Yeah, but I think I think Collingwood is is in that same group. They're, they're the three. I don't think like, it's too hard. There's not enough sample size to who is maybe West Coast lightly in front, but I think Geelong and and Collingwood are very very close. But for me, yeah, uh, I I don't think the dogs have got enough weapons. So I think that there'll be yeah. elements of them that that will uh, disrupt their game. Uh, they seem to have adapted to the new rules quite well. They're a side that seems to. To, to you know you know like the six 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 so there's elements yeah. of some of the new things that have worked I, yeah and I expect uh, um, you did say that yeah yeah passages of play will the dogs will dominate for periods like five minutes here ten minutes there where they'll get yeah. on top of Collingwood I just can't see them being able to then translate that on the scoreboard I think the Collingwood defense is going to be way too strong and they'll be able to really hold that uh, defensive structure even if they get multiple uh, forward 50 um, coming in one after another. They're just such a good team, Collingwood. They're, they're so well drilled. We say this week in, week out. And the Dogs are getting there, but obviously had a couple of poor years and losing some key personnel, I think. It's just going to be a bit too much of an ask to try and get yeah. on top of a team like Collingwood at the moment. Oh, my bows come and said, oh, Tom Boy top form. Ha, 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 He's played one good game in his life. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, no, we, ne- we didn't say he was top form. Uh, so, old mate Boyd, um, we just said that he's on the list. Um, yeah, he's, still, need a big body. he's still a very young player. And, yeah, we're talking about big bodies in terms of the um, Yeah, they're tiny. The they just look like... Um, boys up against some of these uh, other teams, the dogs at the moment. Yeah. So just just having some big bodies that can crash pa- crash the the packs, get it down to the the mosquito fleet. They've got they've got some great runners and and really good yeah, goal sense. But, but they just if it gets bombed in there, Shaki is still developing. He hasn't got a really big frame at the moment. He's tall. Um, Norton's the same. Mm. Uh, obviously, English is in the ruck, so you can't expect those boys, they're all young, to be uh, dominating uh, this early in their career. No, exactly. And that, well, yeah, and in terms of Tom Boyd specifically, like, obviously, things aren't looking great. No, it was just, no, I just yeah. knew he's got a big he's, body. He, well, he's on the list. He's yeah. on the list, too, yeah. Uh, next game into the Saturday, the Cats versus the Giants. Probably game of the round. Definitely one of the better games of the round, for sure. Uh, Cats first versus Giants at fourth. Um, Giants are looking pretty good, to be honest. 
um, definitely smashed the Richmond Tigers. The Tigers, yeah. Um, and Geelong, yeah, really looking very good going over Adelaide in a great win. What do we think? At GMHBA Stadium. So I don't think the Cats are going to lose too many games at the Cattery this No, year. this is the one game that you think may be the one they drop for, through the year. However, I just... They've played... It, I can't fault Geelong at the moment. They look so, so... This this is a team that reminds me of those great teams from sort of 2000... Not to the same extent, but um, sort of elements that 2007 through to 2012 Geelong teams where... Uh, really sound defence without being uh, super dominant. Harry Taylor's there. I mean, the thing is, they've got Henderson and Tui to come back into that defence, so it's only going to get stronger. Scott Selwood. Yeah, Scott Selwood as well. Um, Jed Bue is Mm -hmm. another one. And then you've got this ridiculously deep midfield that can play anywhere from halfback through to the forward uh, line and it's gelling really well obviously yeah. Managola has lifted his game he's so diverse he goes under the radar Murdoch's another one and yeah. then you've got Kelly Parfit, um mentioned him uh, Radigalia is the other one yeah and he's going to start once he gets his match fitness back you would think he'd be able to chop in yeah. and help um, Stanley in the ruck yeah. who's having a really good year and then obviously you've got a fairly uh, balanced four line with Hawkins uh, Myers now a young guy and, and you've got Danger um, not that he can kick a set shot goal but no, bursting, out mid- bursting out of the midfield can kick a blind and, and, and the master little gaz there so they're just very balanced they seem to be really enjoying their footy as well yeah, yeah. which helps a lot uh, on the flip side you've got a very well drilled highly skilled Lots of draft picks in the Giants. Very fast. Um, if it was anywhere else in Australia, I might lean towards the Giants. I'm going with the Cats because it's... What about in Jaiwang Stadium? If it was in China, would you go for the Giants? Yeah, just. Just, okay. Just, yeah. Um, the other thing, just to back up what you're saying about the Cats as well, is the, well, the, the big thing for me, why... I mean, obviously, like, you've got people that weren't in form last year and we're sort of having mixed roles are in form again this year. That obviously Correct. makes a massive difference with people like, you know, Taylor as an example. But that said, the big reason why the Cats are winning and winning well is they've got, you know, Constable and Myers and all these guys that are playing extremely good roles and it frees up Dangerfield and, you know, extremely good players to play on the outside and, and to play all these other roles. I mean, look, look at Ablett's game. It's probably the best I've seen him play for a little while, definitely. Playing with so, the freedom where he's not well, carrying he's not, sandbags. He's not, he's not hard on ball. He's yeah. not... He's have, I mean, look, look at the way... Not a hard tag. Like, you know, a lot was made of Adelaide, you know, setting up really poorly for Dangerfield. And, you know, Danger got 10 clearances or something like that, which is fairly ridiculous. But that said, I mean... I mean, it, it, yeah, the kids are performing and it allows all these, you know, veterans to, to do, do their Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, because, yeah, yeah, they can't all tag no. every player. Otherwise, they'll, they'll never do anything. Yeah. So, yeah, it's become a very, very difficult team to match up on yeah. defensively, especially in the centre. Giants, look, Giants have been good. I think they were pretty poor against West Coast. Um, I think Richmond pretty much have no defence almost, and that's why Jeremy Cameron was off the leash so heavily. Um, you know, seven five and you know thirty possessions. Oh, that, I don't I can't think that's going to happen. That. No, um, that happened because there's. I mean, when he plays against Rance, his averages are, are minuscule. So that's yeah. the thing. So I, for me, I'm going to go the Cats as well. I just think at home with the momentum that they've got going, um, that it's, it's all positives really. Unless something really yeah. massive comes out in the next 24, 48 hours. So we're recording this on Wednesday night. 
Um, yeah, so unless something pretty crazy happens, oh, I've got to go to Cats as well. Yeah, just well, just with the away form for the Giants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, there's but a big, early days. Yeah, so hard to be tell, a big yeah. chance that Callum Ward and Toby Green come back into that Giants lineup. That'll definitely bring the game much closer. I would expect. Obviously, Toby Green is a is a freak forward. Uh, brings a lot of pressure and he's a very hard matchup and Callum Ward's just a, a, a bull and a gun in the midfield so oh mate Matthew died Murdoch is at the Suns I thought you said Murdoch earlier I was like hey oh, Murdoch's not there anymore he's not there he's gone you must be thinking of something. No, else. no, it was. Sorry, you're right. Um, it was Mitch Duncan. Duncan. So sorry, my, my Duncan. apologies. Well, they do look yeah. a bit similar. Yeah, yeah. So my apologies. So thanks for that pickup. Yeah, Mitch Duncan. Senior, he's great form. Uh, bring him back. Yeah, yeah, with Bird. Uh, no, very, very good observation. <laughs> I did twitch then when yeah, that was sorry. said. There were a lot my of names, apologies. and I was like, no, no, it's it's fine. Um, let's. Yeah, I think. No, for me, I've got to go to Cats. Yeah, I, Cats. I, yeah. Three and Z back at home. Yeah, Cats for me. Yeah. Uh, next game, Essendon versus the Brisbane Lions, 15th versus 2nd. Can you believe that? Uh, what do we think here? So, MCG, 210. Yeah. Really, this is such a, a challenging game to, to work out who's um, going to win and what type of game we're going to get. There was signs, obviously, Essendon got their first win. So, they're going to have a little bit of confidence coming into this game. They started to look like they... We're gelling. We knew each other, so yeah. the the possessions and and the teamwork is is one thing. So that's a, a positive sign. And initially, I thought, hang on, this might be the the kickstart for them to then go on and win some consecutive games. And I'm still leaning towards the the Dons at this point in time, just because it is down in Melbourne, and obviously the Lions are up and about playing really really well. Yeah. But at some point, I don't think. This young team can continue to just go undefeated. Away as well, yeah. Just run away. A lot yeah. of travel. Might maybe some of them might get ahead of themselves. Not because Fagan and the coaching staff aren't instilling a certain type of humility, but it's really hard when you're a young team and all of a sudden you've gone from a year where you almost won games and won four overall, I and you've almost adapted to it already. Almost though. already there. They've adapted. I like think with the doggies, even more so. The Lions have adapted to the new rules probably better yeah. than most of the other teams. Lockie Neal is so really almost cool. the informed player of the game oh. at the moment. I think he's leading the Brownlow race. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, Essendon ultimately were awful for the first two rounds. It's really hard to get much of a read on them outside of awful. Yeah. And then the third game, they were a bit better, but... I still, I mean, they obviously were better, but they did play Melbourne, who are the 18th side in the league, who are yeah. really so bad. So how, how do you really How do you really rate it? it? Yeah. yeah. And then on top of it, they're playing a game style that's completely unsustainable to make finals. Com- like, completely unsustainable. And the obvious thing is they've... So, Rutten and, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the people that have come into the club in the off-season were really trying to push a new game style. And I think there was a lot of confusion out there. And that that's, that's all the noise you hear out of Essendon. And... They've basically gone back to the way they were playing, which I don't know. I mean, that 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 each time it hasn't worked. It hasn't got them, you know, in, into a position where they can make a serious chance for the flag. So I don't know. I, I I'm gonna run with the Lions again. Um, I agree in that it, it there is probably gonna be a point where it does fall away, but 
the Lions just came here and and and, and won recently. So yeah. I, 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 oh, they've got no fear coming. It is at here. the G, and I think they've got nothing to lose, and I think they've got a, they've obviously got momentum. They haven't, they haven't lost a game, so uh, they were a little lucky to get over Port in the end. Port had a fair amount of control in the back end of the game, but look, they played the end of the game really well, and they would have lost that game last year. Yeah, so absolutely. I think they've learnt a lot, and and I just think with Neil in such good form. Um, I think Essendon have to play out of their skin to win this game. Oh, to be honest, absolutely I, I agree. They're, they're in really poor form. A team that can win ugly and not playing at their best, I'm talking about the Lions here, and still get the four points is a sure sign of A, maturity, yeah. and a team that really knows their game plan, play, game plan really well. Yeah. Because when you're struggling form-wise or a, pre- a team's coming at you um, like Port did, to be able to withstand that and still keep enough... Uh, scoreboard pressure taking yeah. over to get the win um, he's a great. massive tick yeah they look really well Fagan's obviously had a plan from day dot and it was a slow process um, but all of a sudden not too slow it's been pretty say, quick well, to some degree I don't yeah. think he thought it was going to happen this quick I thought it was no. like, but yeah the, like the snowball effect that little flake has turned into yeah. a, a big ball and it's going pretty quick but so. also to pick up Lockie Neal's a massive massive oh, yeah. massive yeah. And, and he's, he was such an underrated player at Fremantle you know last year we constantly you know raved about how good of a player he was and if he was in in, in Melbourne or I mean he's still, oh, he he's still not that Australia. raved about but yeah well yeah he'd be pretty pretty well known if he was here playing for a big club absolutely anyway I'm, I'm, are you going to go with the Dons? Yeah, I am going to go with the Dons, and if they don't win, I probably won't tip them for a while. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to go with the Lions one more time. I'm, I, I'm on the I Lions train. I want to go train. with the Lions, but yeah, I'm yeah. Just, yeah, I think the, I think the Dons got no. what they needed last week, and I'm, they're uh, the one of the best teams to watch in the league at the moment. I really like oh, watching them. Yeah. Um, I'm full chips in with with the full Lions. I'm, I'm going to run run with them for for another game. Excellent. And I think Essendon, generally speaking, this season have been really poor. Have been so. Uh, next game, Port versus the Tigs, 8th versus 14th at Adelaide Oval. I think Power are going to win by a fair bit. I think things are looking no good. Uh, there's this rumour going around that Rewalt might be playing. I, Surely I, not. Well, apparently there's there's a fair amount of noise around it that's been partially generated by him, but I... I, I think Power were, Power are a pretty good side. They won the first two games. They're unlucky not to win the third. Um, they came up against a very good Lions, but I no, I I think I think Port are going to win by 30, 40 points. Yeah, the Power obviously they've probably so far um, got the best out of the the draft with uh, is it Dersma, uh, Butters and Rosie all playing unbelievably good roles, um, some match-winning type roles almost, uh, with Rosie last week kicking five goals. Yeah. And there's a big chance that Robbie Gray comes back this week. Yeah. So, yeah, and Adelaide Oval, obviously big, big outs at Richmond. No Martin, no Cochin, no Rance. We'll get Grimes back, but they that's get Grimes back. not, yeah. Caddy potentially played seventy percent of VFL, yeah. so I you still think, think he that's comes a bit in. of a maybe. maybe. Yeah, maybe. But Rance, Rewalt, Cochin, Martin, Greek, bang, 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 Hooley. Yeah, there's some good. big players. They're, they're yeah, right. now that's we're, we're starting to really see the the depth being really tested. And I I, I want to go with Richmond in an upset because they, they want to prove a point but without Cotchen there in particular and Martin I think it's going to be too big of a mountain to climb against Port Adelaide and I think yeah Port Adelaide for me as well yeah I, I think Port I think Port will win by they've been playing good footy there's, they, they should be 3-0 like you said 
Yeah, I yeah. Or potentially anyway. Um, Johnny's said here on Facebook, you can't kick twenty goals and be a bottom side. Well, Melbourne kicked nineteen. They were pretty close to the old mate twenty. And they're yeah. 18th on the ladder, so you, you can, kind of can, every, actually. If every yeah. team kicks 21, then... Yeah. And uh, Pete said, what are your credentials? Who are you? Um, no. Trent, Michael. Bingo. Love footy. Like football. Yeah. Um, Just our opinions. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't take them to the bank. Uh, yeah, I think, I think powered by a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Richmond are uh, looking pretty average. The defence is just bleeding. Swiss cheese and yeah. um, and their centre looks pretty out of form as well. Charlesburg, you reckon? Yeah, but Yarls. No, Yarls doesn't have the holes in it though. Sometimes that's in it. Does it? Oh, actually, no, you're right. It does have a bit of hole. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Good call. Um, cheese credentials. Crazy did. Yeah, we know our cheese. We know cheese. Uh, <laughs> North versus Adelaide. So we set on the we set on Port Port. Yeah, Port. Yep. Yeah. Um, North v the Crows. Seventeenth versus thirteenth. What do we think? Crows to bounce back. This is, is this in Tassie? This is at Marvel. Oh, Marvel. Oh, my right. Etihad. Uh, I'm going to go with the Crows. You have, I think, I think North. Well, how, North are the most under, like, they, like they've gone. I don't know how they. Yeah. If it was, they escape it, at if all. It was a two yeah. quarter game, then I'd be tempted to pick North, like you mentioned last well, over the weekend. Yeah. That they just fall away all the time, and they did fall away big time against Hawthorne, even though they were in control of the game, mm. and even though. The Crows have their little issues. I think their midfield is way too strong. And if they can just work out their structures up forward, yeah. they'll get this this done and pretty convincingly, which I reckon 20 plus points. Yeah, the Crows are a good side. I, I think they yeah, I think they've definitely got some deficiencies. I, I don't think Don Pike and, and the coaching group are in their best form at the moment. I think he's been out coached a little bit as well, if Correct. I'm honest. Um, I think whether that's a combination of them not following the game plan they're wanting them to follow slash them just being slightly out of form. But, yeah, I, I, I think North just don't look very good at all. I just, I mean, and, and they've also, as you highlighted, they've played, you know, we, we watched the North Hawthorne game and I said to you, I was like, no, no, Hawthorne are going to win this game. And they were like, you know, started to really like fairly, points. fairly down and, and you were like what are you talking about and I was like trust me I've seen the I saw the first two North games they completely fall away and it happened again so I I don't think it's going to get much better no. um, they've got look you know there's definitely some some fantastic players within that group oh, Higgins and Cunnington are, are doing everything Amazing. they can yeah. um, uh, Zeeble's still a very good yeah. player but Ben Brown's ben horribly Brown's... out of form though like no. he's not that to be fair like I mean a lot of people tipped him for the Coleman he's not looking like that at all no he's not hasn't got the no. space um, defenders are reading his leads yeah. quickly um, these days uh, so I think he's been found out a little bit. Yeah. I think he can overcome it. Yeah. But obviously, uh, delivery into the forward line needs to improve a little bit more for him to be able to uh, do what he does best, is which is a straight lead and kick off. Because once he's out in the open, nobody's stopping his, his no. mark. He, he takes it at the highest point, as everyone talks about. He's so tall anyway. And then he's got uh, an unbelievable kick. He's pretty dead-eyed dick. Yeah, and they recruited heavily for the outside run. So they recruited heavily to, you know, Polak and all these guys. But it hasn't. it's made a difference, but it hasn't made much of a difference really at all. It doesn't if you can't get it out to them. Yeah, um, and that's... that's well, and, and they haven't got enough targets no. ultimately. Like and, they, Yeah. And, and look, Aaron Hall and... Um, 
Pollock have been serviceable without yeah. being exceptional. Uh, they just need some help, and I think that'll come towards the end of the year. But again, they need a war chest. They do need a war chest, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's drying up. Back to the draft again. Back to the draft again, yeah. So crows for me. I think that too much um, firepower up forward. I think this is a game where we'll see that in full flight, and the midfield's going to be able to match it. With North Melbourne and then overpower them towards the end. I think so. Like, yeah, obviously, like, you know, Crows are going to miss Seedsman throughout a big chunk of the year, probably the whole year. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, I still think they're a very good side. Very good side. There'll be a bit of shifting, but I think they should win this game at Marvel. Um, The West Coast Eagles versus the Dockers. So, Derby, um, pretty likely without five. So, sixth versus third. So, Dockers Dockers at third, Eagles at sixth, but obviously, they've only played three games. Um, yeah, you'd imagine Fife won't play, surely. I mean, I yeah, he looked pretty cooked. We watched that game live. Um, the talk yeah. is that he's in okay spirits and didn't train with the main group today, but surely he doesn't play. Yeah, and I understand that um, there's protocols in place for the concussion rule. If, if the Fremantle doctors give the AOK, if I'm the AFL, I'm sending my own doctor over there before that match happens yeah. to make sure because... If something really bad happened, and I'm sorry to say this, but I think it's going to happen at some time. There's going to be players that their managers come back to them and go, your career was cut short. So, so mm. the AFL, because they didn't have a duty of care to these players, whether it's because yeah, the grounds are too yeah. hard or all these rule changes or whatever the case may be. There's lawyers out there that know what's going on. And, yeah. uh, and uh, it would be stupid if Fremantle to risk uh, I don't think five it'll no. because A, I don't think they're a good enough team to even match it with West Coast with with or without five. Well, he'd love to play the Derby, but particularly given the AFL and the teams, it's not like an NBA situation where they can't, haven't got as much control. Yeah. Like, I, I think there will be a... Ma- at some stage, I know this is not about the game, but at some stage there will be a mandatory, I think, uh, mandatory uh, one-week off. Um, yeah. when, when there's a concussion that's been discussed plenty of times anyway times, but yeah. no, look, so we assume he's not let's say let, let's look at this we're talking about this on Wednesday night let's assume that we have to record it enough ahead of time so you guys have enough time to listen to it before the round starts but I imagine uh, he won't play so let's say he's not going to play so I mean but even if he does play West, West Coast, Coast yeah. yeah absolutely yeah they look I mean, amazing yeah. we, we saw the second half of this uh, last week's game against St Kilda yeah. and the Fremantle should not have won that game at no, all, no. The, St Kilda's inability to kick goals is what cost them in the end. Oh, Fremantle the accuracy was horrendous. Yeah. They butchered the ball. Without and if, if Fremantle didn't have uh, Michael Walters, they would have lost. He yeah. was sublime, and I think he's potentially going to be. If he keeps his form up, he'll be in the squad for AA. I think he's that good of a player. Yeah, but again, <clears> the 130 points they kicked in round one looks. Like a distant dream of mm. them ever getting close to that ever again. So yeah, for me the Eagles because they'll just pile on way too many goals. Eagles by a long way. They've got so much attacking barriers as you've highlighted. Yeah. Um, Gaff, you know, it's, he he came back and had an incredible game last week, and you think he's just going to get better? Yeah, it'll um, be interesting to see. how Shuey and Yo were amazing. This, well, deals think, with this. Well, oh, are they going to yeah. get stuck into him? Who knows? I hope they don't. I hope they just. I reckon it, there'll be something. But. There will be, but I hope it, it's minimal. I thought it was disgusting from the, the Pie supporters last week that no. they were booing him. Like, what's the point? It wasn't that loud, though, and, it, and through the game it kind of dropped away. I, I, to be honest... He did. He had 30 touches by that yeah, stage. Yeah, probably spurred him on, if anything. <laughs> yeah. Tearing him apart. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I'd be shutting my mouth. That was always going to happen, though. I, I didn't really care so much about that. But yeah, it's not. It, yeah, it, but look, there will definitely be something. Um, yeah. Apparently, it, the, the hatchet's pretty much been you know buried. Even Josh Kennedy was speaking throughout the week, saying that look, just don't. It's not necessary to boo um, Brayshaw, but you know it is what it is. I'm sure it'll happen regardless. Um, yeah, look, I, I think Fremantle don't have the the, the power, the game plan. The, the the cattle to, no. to get this Either. close. No, I, I'd be shocked if if Fremantle won this game. This would be the biggest upset of the year, I think. Today, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the Sunday, we've got the Suns versus the uh, Blues, the Canton Blues, ninth versus sixteenth. Pretty interesting game now. That on it paper, is. early on the season, you thought yeah, this is looking pretty oh, no good. Here's another sp- spoon. Yeah, spoon race. Spoon cup. But spoon cup. Spoon cup. But then the Blues have been pretty in games, but again, still not winning them. And the Suns have been in them and should be three and zip because they they lost they, by one point to yeah, well, that, Kilda, that, which, yeah, yeah, they yeah. should they should have won that game. That should've was won pretty that game. ridiculous. But let yeah. So what, do we think the Suns can continue this this role? Yeah, absolutely, they can. And the one thing that's stopping me from picking the Blues is uh, for those of you who aren't in Melbourne at the moment, it's actually been quite a cold day today, and it hasn't been overly warm this week. And I think if the weather stays cold or coolish in Melbourne, then going up to the Gold Coast where it'll probably be humid. Yeah, I think the Suns will have the advantage of being able to deal with this greasy conditions up there. I'd love to see the Blues win this game, um, just to throw another spanner in the works. They were really good first sections of last week. And just to give their supporters and the the players a bit of confidence, because it's frustrating when you play a sport where you know you're almost there and you constantly lose. It's it's like, when is it? When am I going to get this win? When am I going to get this win? Mm. But hats off to the Suns. They've got a really good structure in place. Stu Jew's got them... All, all wanting to play a pretty good brand of football. Mm. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to this game. I think it'll be really entertaining. Yeah, I think it'll be pretty fascinating. Cause I think but the Suns, Suns for me, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I think Suns for me as well. I mean, the Suns kids look really good. Um, I, I think they've got actually some decent depth, which is like the first time I've said that pretty mm. much hands down um, in their whole history. Like they've actually got some, some weapons the there. The only time we ever talked about depth at the Gold Coast <laughs> was the graveyards they were digging. Well, we, in the season preview, we literally sat down and had a look at their website and, and read through the team list like to just to figure out if we who's that when you, like it was it was 12 or 13 players. And, and to their credit oh mate Cochran's having a laugh on on radio like it's it, I, yeah. I look it's great they, they're gonna they're gonna get smashed throughout the year let's not get to you know this is not some fairy tale win but They'll probably win six or seven games this year, which is well, that's awesome. Really good, yeah, result. really good for football as well. Yeah, and that well, that as we said, we, even though we you know took the piss out of them a little bit, we we you obviously we don't. Yeah, you have to, but you don't want Queensland football to be a complete disgrace. Like I, I think for the sake of the game being you know trying to be national, I yeah. think yeah, with Brisbane looking really good and Suns being semi competitive. And uh, hopefully they win a good six or seven games. That'd be great. Absolutely. Um, this is an interesting game. Uh, look, I, yeah, I think that I think the Blues are, uh, have a real chance of winning this. Uh, they controlled sections of the game um, against the Sydney Swans last week, which I thought last year there weren't very long sections that Carlton actually controlled a game. Like yeah. there were small passages. There might be a stoppage, or there might be a two or three minute section of play, but it really wasn't that much. But there was a good solid, like nearly 10 minutes of play at times. I know we're really sort of clutching at straws to some degree. But that's that's, at least that's something. They are building towards a real good four-quarter performance where when they do that and they've got their... 
the best personnel on the field, they're going to be really hard team to beat, and they're going to start uh, believing in themselves. And yeah. Obviously, the kids that they've got, the guys that have been there for two, three, four years now, are starting to get a bit of belief in themselves as yeah. well. So, yeah, look, I'm not going to be surprised if the Blues get up and win this game. Yeah. But for me, up there, it's the Suns. I yeah, I reckon I'm going to go with the Suns as well at this stage. It'll be interesting to see the ins and the outs, but I'm going to go with the Suns. It's a very, very line ball, but yeah. I'm going to go with the Suns as well. But I, I look, Carlton are going to win a game at some stage, so they'll win a good... You know, look, yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah, these, like, if they, these both these yeah. teams win round anywhere between five and eight games, I think that's a tick. I think for both Bolton the needs to win more like eight games because I, I think it's been pretty garbage. I mean, if he wins five games, not ideal. I don't know if he survives. Depends who those five teams are, I guess. Yeah, but like if he beats to, like Hawthorne, Geelong, you know, Richmond, like I, yeah, I like if, if, big, he, yeah, if he win, but, beats yeah. a big Melbourne team or two big Melbourne teams, I think that, Maybe. that helps. Yeah, but yeah, I agree. I think he needs to be closer to the eight than Stu mm. Jew does. Absolutely, yeah. because the, yeah, given that well, they're, they're, it's hard enough to get a coach to go up to the Suns, let alone do anything else. Yeah, uh, and then uh, into so we've got one question here with uh, on Facebook. Um, does uh, do we think Sam Walsh can get the uh, Rising star, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I, he's obviously such a good player. He's just been offered a two-year deal, which is the max that they can offer um, at the moment, around sort of four fifty. Yeah, maybe the cash will get him to go nuts. I don't know. He's a pretty good player. He's a very good player. Uh, yeah, I do. I think Rosie, or yeah, I think Rosie's the, the pick for me from Port Adelaide to yeah, take out the actual amazing. award. Uh, he's just shown that consistency, yeah. but it's so early in the season, and it depends how teams want to nurture their young players. I mean, we saw last year with David Suniak at North Melbourne. Yeah. He'd be in for a week or two and then they'd bring him back and rest him. So if he's not out on the park on a weekly basis, they need to play roughly 19 to 20 games to really be yeah. a legitimate contender. So it depends how Carlton uh, manage him. Can't. I, he, he looks like he's set to play the whole season. So yeah, I think, he's a, I think he's a great chance for it. So great question. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I, he'll he'll win it at some stage. And last game, Saints versus the Hawks, tenth versus seventh. Uh, interesting game. Both teams have won uh, two games so far this year. Two games, and that's how you will would have penciled this in by how much. Yeah, you would think Hawks by a very long way, but not not convinced. Uh, neither I'm, neither team has been convincing no. either in any of their games. No, but I am going to still going to have to go with the Hawks. I I, I just can't con- given you know how mu- we watched a lot of this. I and mean, that's the thing. We actually watched that Sunday night game St Kilda versus Freo and they just butchered the ball so much. And their wins haven't really been that impressive. They shouldn't have beaten the Suns. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's be honest. And like, again, a bit like Collingwood Hawthorne's defence, while it's uh, undermanned at the moment, they tend to just absorb uh, the pressure of in, in uh, inbound 50s yeah. um, and be able to repel there. I think, obviously, Chad Wingard had a slow start, but then... Yeah, he uh, lifted through the game, two yeah. good goals. So that's going to help him. And obviously, another game to Scully... I think it looked better. Yeah, it looked better for the run. Yeah, look, if it was at MCG, I have no qualms in picking Hawthorne. Being at Marvel, it brings it back slightly. Hmm. But yeah, I, ha- I have to go with Hawthorne. Just a bit more experience. I, the defense of St. Kilda, I don't know how they're going to stop no. Bruce Gunson. 
Piopolo, Chadwick Gard. Drift forward as well. Yeah, yeah uh, and because, um, yeah, Sisley obviously reads a play very well mm. um, and Stratton as well. Yeah, look, I think there's just too much experience too at much Hawthorne. That's not because I'm back for I just I no. feel that even though both teams are playing fairly poorly and I, I still don't think either of them are top eight. So I, yeah. I think the Hawks get up in, in a really dour but entertaining game yeah well like, like last week I yeah, yeah I think I think Hawks by about 20 and 25 points I think I think they'll, I they'll so. get it done yeah. that'd be great if that happens yeah well I just but. think St Kilda are still missing so much they'll, they'll, they'll win a few more games this year but I, I don't see them winning much more than six games for the year kind of at max um, I think they're going to get beaten down by a bunch of teams but yeah, I, think, yeah, they, I yeah. think they're just going to be super competitive week in week yeah, out and, which and is look, what Bruce you Bruce looks better like so, you know they've definitely got you know Billings has been good yeah. like there's definitely pieces of their of their puzzle that that look better, but I, I I just don't see them winning that many games. Still, I I think they're, you know, I don't think they've got the greatest coaching group. I don't think that helps. But on top of it, I, I just don't think they have much depth. They really need. I can see the notion of picking up a Hanbury because it they would be great to get a, a very good all Australian mature Premiership player. Premiership Hodge type of thing, like copying the Brisbane thing, but that's not Hanbury, no. and they need to try to find that but that's not in him anyway yeah. hopefully Jack Stephen is back and yeah, running that's, as well that's that'd true. be good to see him hopefully play. he comes out and plays um, yeah look I, this is the thing I don't want to be too harsh on the Saints because they've been you know batted around pretty heavily but I yeah I, you can't I, you know we we were shocked really at how inefficient they were going inside 50 and yeah. how much they were just insanely butcher the ball like beyond belief yeah and then again how, how long does that Festering in the yeah. players' minds every and time. And so they early in the goals. season, if that's they can't hit the side of a barn now. I mean, what's going to happen in, in, yeah. in a few? You can't weeks? turn around that quickly uh, oh, in well, most instances. So I think it's, tough. it's yeah. going to be something they'll need to work on over the break, yeah. uh, mid year, and hopefully they can turn it around. Hopefully they can pick up some more people to give them. I think, I think yeah. they need to go to go to the um, trade period as well. Anyway, so let's do a quick uh, sort of recap. Um, are we both thinking Swans? Yes, yeah, Swans. Swans me. over yeah. the D's. Um, so we think the pies over the dogs. Yep, pies yep. again. Um, we both think Geelong over the Giants. Yeah, cats for me, and but this is the type of game that they Close may game. lose down there. Yeah, just the Giants are playing very good footy. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, time. after that West Coast loss, I'm still not 100 percent convinced. Yeah, and, and Richmond are I think worse than people realise. Um, the Dons versus the Lions. So we're splitting. So we're you're, split. you're going Lions. I'm going. I'm going to run Dons. the gauntlet with the Lions one more. Obviously, yep. this is a game that the, the the you could see them last year losing the Lions after having a bit of bit of up and about. Yep. But I think I think they've learned enough from that. I'm yep. semi convinced. Good call. Um, Power versus Richmond. Yeah, Port for me. Yeah, I think I just can't. Full strength Richmond. I think they could definitely challenge this game pretty seriously, but they're not even close to close that at the moment. Um, North versus the Crows. Crows. Yeah, Crows for me as well. Yeah, I can't, can't pick North at the moment. No. Uh, Eagles versus Freo, we both think the Eagles. Eagles, yeah, look yeah. too strong. Yeah, and then we both think the Suns over the Blues. Suns in a yeah, really entertaining game, a yeah. close game. Close game, yeah, yeah. And definitely won't be surprised if the Blues get up in this one. Look, they have a crack. That's the thing. And I, I really like... It's not just because I like the team. At least the Suns are having a crack. And the, I, the, so far this year, you have to say you've seen a lot of effort. And that's all you can ask. Because, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're constantly... Their second efforts are better. They actually actually look all right and i think if they bring that to the game they've got a real chance a real chance yeah uh, and then the saints versus the hawks we think the hawks hawks yeah, yeah. i think probably hawks for me so thanks for much that. thanks so much for listening guys we really appreciate yeah, thanks it for, uh, um, watching if you're on facebook live 
Yeah, massively. Thanks to everyone watching. Thanks All to everyone listening. Yeah, it's been a bit of fun. A couple of comments. Yeah. Uh, check out Hops to Home, hopstome.com.au, craft beer delivery service. Great sponsors of ours. Thanks to our producer, Old Mate Ed, Thank in the you, corner Ed. there. Legend again. Old Mate Beyond the Game. Thank you. Check out all of his content on YouTube and Facebook. See you later. Enjoy the Enjoy footy. Enjoy the footy.